If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Hello everyone and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, the Green Goblin, the voice of God himself, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thanks, Patty. Uh, the, the the bank account is looking tasty, but my heart is in shambles. Cannot believe the Colts blew that game yesterday. But like smart men, we emotionally hedged. And uh, I don't know if to thank you right now for manifesting that Jacksonville win or if I want to punch you in the face. Either way. We are taking the financial win and keeping it moving. That's right. That's right. Uh, hands up. It might be on me, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. We know how to emotionally hedge. We know how to uh, profit off of our pain. So uh, that's how that's how it goes sometimes. All right. This, it is Monday. It is the Monday of the national championship for college football, signaling the end of college football for the season. And I have the tail of the tape for some numbers and some stats to help back up uh, what's now. happening. So it's time. Sorry, you said tail of the tape. Yep, yep. I wanted to give my Bruce buffer. So there you go. It's all good. It's all good. I understand. Um, so start off. Uh, Georgia ranked. Eighth this season in scoring offense versus Alabama ranked 14th in scoring defense. Uh, And then Alabama ranked fourth in offensive scoring versus Georgia, the number one ranked scoring defense. Uh, Georgia ranked 17th in yards per rush versus Alabama second in opponents yards per rush. Alabama ranked 63rd in yards per rush versus Georgia fifth in opponents yard per rush. Uh, Georgia ranked fifth in yards per pass. Versus Alabama, 28th in opponents' yards per pass. And then finally, Alabama ranked 7th in yards per pass versus Georgia, 4th in opponents' yards per pass. Now, they do they have the exact same turnover margin this season, which is plus 0.4. So um, that's one of the key things I like to look at. Um, but an interesting stat here is Georgia ranked 24th in penalty yards per game compared to 109th for Alabama. Wow. Something I don't. That seems uncharacteristic of Alabama. Exactly. I think that's something that was overlooked greatly. And Alabama's a good enough team that they can overlook something like that. But uh, just something interesting I wanted to kind of uh, let you know. It's interesting. Um, So based off of all of that information, it is very clear that Georgia is the better team stats wise. Um, however, Bama won the first matchup between these two teams this season in the SEC championship, 41 to 24. Now, uh, is I asked our guy, miles, shout out miles, our SEC expert about this game. I know I brought it up last episode and I, uh, asked him about this game specifically yesterday. He said, I think Georgia is the better team, but I trust Nick Saban more than I trust Kirby Smart. 
Absolutely. I think that's a good take. So and I maybe jump. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so with all of that information at your hands and all of your, you know, everything that we've heard, if you were to lean one way or the other or make a pick on this game, what are you thinking? Well, I, I think Miles is right. And I think especially in, a, in an SEC championship matchup where they've already played, you have to like, you have to look at coaching quarterback, I'd say. Because I mean, against each other, they're one and one. Georgia got them early. Bama got them most recently. Obviously, recency bias plays a factor, which I guess goes into why I was so surprised with this line. Cannot believe Alabama's underdogs. And you know, I'm a sucker for value. So I'm leaning Alabama simply because they're dogs. And this seems like a hindsight pick. Like Alabama were underdogs. What the, why the hell didn't we take them? I feel like I would regret it not taking them. And uh, just coaching quarterback is better on Alabama. You, you, on Alabama's underdogs signed the contract. You, can, you really can't overthink that, in my opinion. So I agree. And you made a very good point that I want to touch on. Based off of what Miles said, it got me thinking, if you bet on Alabama and they lose, okay, you can live with that. But if you bet, go out there and you bet against Nick Saban and they and Bama ends up winning, you have to live with that for the rest of your life. Like, you, there's no going back after that, right? I mean, it's def. I, I that's kind of dramatic. I mean, well, I'm a dramatic gonna, person. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're definitely coming back from that because you're gonna bet the next day. But I do know what you're saying. You're going to feel stupid betting against Nick Saban, and then especially when, when Nick's yeah, especially yeah. when the team you're like, if you bet against Nick Saban, it should be a crazy like underdog with insane value or a team that's getting slept on it shouldn't be when they're favorites exactly exactly so so i i agree with you but never coming back (laughs) (laughs) you can't show your face on this program ever again um but i i too am going alabama money line i'm not even taking the points i'm taking alabama money line tonight fortunately i don't show my face on this podcast to begin with i'm just the green goblin so there you go Bingo. But I'm still taking Alabama heavy. I'm with you. Okay. So there you go. National championship. Take Bama. And uh, just uh, don't bet against the dynasty as a dog. That's that's from our boy, uh, Connor. Connor made an appearance. So Absolutely. Uh, all right. Diz, Djokovic update. Have you seen or heard anything Bro, he's totally going to play. He already got the uh, visa exemption, didn't he? So here's the thing, okay? A judge ruled today that he could stay, and they reinstated his visa, and he was on the court practicing and everything like that. So it does look like he is going to play. However, there is still talk that the immigration minister, which whatever that is, will that? will consider whether or not to exercise a personal power of cancellation to cancel his visa and basically get him deported. Immigration minister? Yeah. I didn't even know that was the thing. This this sounds like Harry Potter. Exactly. But minister of immigration? Basically, they're pulling some executive power bullshit and Djokovic is not out of the woods just yet. 
So that's I don't I don't what the I just still can't get over that guy's job title. Is that badass or is that heinous? I really don't know. Well, they have a prime minister. So yeah, obviously immigration minister, is that a step down from prime minister or is it like three steps down? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know Australian government or politics or anything like that. And I didn't know they would even have a power of cancellation, but I guess that makes sense, right? If if you're an immigrant and you have visas, so the immigration minister is in charge of all the visas and all of the immigration. So I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Maybe we should have done some research on Australian government. Maybe. I See, this is the thing. I just think his thing. name sounds like a character in Harry Potter, like the Ministry of Magic or the, the yeah. yeah, the yeah. Minister of Magic or whatever the hell. Like, is this man's like a Ravenclaw? Like, is he gonna? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. But hey, I still think the lock of the year is Djokovic uh, to win the tournament. Terms and conditions have been checked. If he does not play, it's void. Uh, lock of the year. I don't know what his value is now. It might have gone down because he's probably gonna play. But like I said, that really doesn't matter because even if he doesn't play, great call out by Patty. It's void. So Grand Slams, Djokovic is now plus 130. So he is now the odds-on favorite to win the Australian Open. Yep, still plus money, though. That's nuts. We got him at what, plus 165? I got him at plus 150, but I think you called it on the pot at plus 145. Okay. Either way, $10 to win 13. Let's just throw that down. Yep, I agree. I agree. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, NFL playoff matchups, Diz. The playoffs are set. We already talked a little bit about it. The Colts, disappointing, did not make it. Um, and Connor still ended up with a first round, first over, uh, not first round. Yeah, first round draft pick from us. And Carl Wentz is still not looking great. So uh, I think all in all, the Eagles won. But the, the, the biggest winners from yesterday, Diz, have to be the Jaguars, right? They uh, beat the Colts, kept the division rival out of the playoffs, and they still get the number one overall pick. Absolutely, the Jaguars, and I think more than any of that, obviously the first pick is huge, uh, but it's not really a draft where there's one standout guy. Still, still big time, but I think the biggest thing was Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you at least kind of end the season on a high and realize, like, okay, our guy has talent. Our guy can do it. He just needs to be in a good situation. So it's almost like a fresh start for Jacksonville, but they know they have their guy, which is, like, the exact opposite of almost every other team in that division. I mean, who does – I, I'm I'm a big Davis Mills guy, but can he be the guy for the Texans? Uh, can can uh, can Carson Wentz be the guy for the Colts? Like, what do the Colts do? I think of all teams in the AFC South, Jacksonville may be in the best position. They're going to get a fresh start with the head coach. They got the number one pick again. If they can get some weapons on the outside for Lawrence, I think they can be there. We've seen their defense. Uh, it's been definitely up and down over the past few years, but. Uh, we, we saw their defensive line just ravage the Colts yesterday, and yeah. that's one of the best O-lines in football. So I think Jacksonville is in a great spot. They're definitely the winners of yesterday. I'm, I mean, maybe Pittsburgh. How the hell does Pittsburgh get in? That blows my mind. Uh, but, hey, good for them, I guess. Ben's last ride, man. Ben's last ride. I was wondering uh, – <laughs> I was just thinking about this yesterday. Do you think Ben, like, wanted – the game to end in a tie last night. Like, do you think Ben was like, damn, it, it, at least I went out on top. I don't have to lose by 30 to the chiefs next week. You know, I don't know. I'd like to assume that big Ben's a gamer and he just wants to keep playing, but uh, it's definitely not 
that crazy to say that. I was just saying, it was on my mind. It, it, uh, it, it peaked. I say, I say Jags were the, were the number one winners of the day just because uh, of the future. But I would say Steelers won the right now. So the, the thing about uh, the Jaguars, too, is they have some weapons, right? They have James Robinson, who's been outstanding. Uh, they have Travis Etienne, who was a running back from Clemson last year. He was a rookie this year. He was looking to have a lot of play time, got hurt in the preseason. They have Marvin Jones. You know, they, they have some weapons, but they need – I think they need some help on the back end on defense, and then they just need some another like wide receiver or weapon or tight end or something. Yep, hundred percent agree. I think they're close to being really good, and I, I know that seems dramatic, but uh, we we've seen it with a bunch of teams how quickly uh, the tide can turn. And you know, I'm kind of feeling good about the Lions. They don't have their guy at quarterback, but MCDC, uh, Dan, Dan Dan Campbell he covers. Man, I'm riding the Lions a lot next year against the spread because they did damn well against a lot of good teams this year when it comes to covering the spread. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but anyways, let's talk about the NFL playoff matchups we have coming up this weekend for Super Wild Card Weekend here, Diz. Uh, starting off on Saturday, we have Raiders at Bengals. Um, I don't know, man. With the way the Raiders have been playing, do you – I mean, obviously the Colts losing to the Jaguars last night makes them beating the Colts seem less impressive. But uh, do, you, do you look at possibly taking the Raiders and Basaccia – yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. I've I've been riding the Raiders for a couple of weeks now. I think they're being slept on 100%. And I think uh I think the value you're getting is fantastic. Obviously the Bengals look good, but they're beatable and they've lost to some bad teams this year. Yeah. Uh you you got to think that the Raiders are going to fight this one out. Um I'm really curious to know what the line is. Do we know what the line is? I haven't seen any of these lines yet. I want to say it was uh six and a half. Um six. So it's right now Raiders plus six. Raiders plus six, dude. It's a it's a it's That's a, nuts. It's a juicy line. I'm loving the Raiders, dude. Yeah. Um, the other game Saturday, Patriots at Bills. Bills are four-point favorites at home. That seems like a lot of points for a team that uh, has lost to New England already this year, but I get that they're playing at home. I wonder how the weather's going to impact it, but you got to think about the last time the Pats played the Bills. In shitty weather, the Bills apt, or the Bills got dominated on the ground all game. I think Mac Jones only, Mac Jones only threw like four passes or something. Correct. So, I'm I think I'm loving the dogs so far, Pat. I'm not gonna lie to you. Also, um, current current update for some humor. Uh, leaving my car, I just got to my house. Uh, I dropped my phone in the crack between the seat, and I've currently been doing this for four minutes trying to finger my way finger my phone out of the crack. So. If I sound a little out of breath, that is why. I'm fighting for my life over here. Well, we just found the title of the episode, Diz, so good job on that one. Uh, I kind of like profit off the pain. Yeah, that's not a bad one, too, but finger in the crack. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but I actually disagree with you. I, I, the, the weather is definitely a factor. This is one where you want to know what the weather is because the Patriots can run the ball. The Bills cannot. However... Mac Jones has looked bad the past few weeks. 
Um, Josh Allen, he hasn't looked like Superman like he has in years past, but he has not looked as bad as Mac Jones. So if the weather is not a factor, I think you have to take the Bills and the points here. I would agree. You just said you love the Patriots. Oh, the Pats are dogs? Yeah. I thought you said the Bills were plus four. My bad. I'm losing it. I literally don't have my phone out of my car yet, so stay frosted. Okay, we'll move on then. Um, Eagles, I'm sorry. Eagles at Buccaneers, Diz. Buccaneers, eight and a half point favorites at home. Uh, you know, I'm sus about favorites, but I really think the Eagles are pretty bad. There's 0 and 6 against teams with winning records. Might be it might be 0 and 7 now after the Dallas game. But uh, what are they? I think ATS the Bucks win against teams with winning records. That's all that matters in this game, Diz. We're not looking to see what their record is. We need to know what the record is against the spread. Mm. What is it, Pat? I don't know off the top of my head, but I do know that these teams played in week six, and that was before the Eagles were kind of buzzing, and the Eagles only lost by six. Also, the Buccaneers had Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette. So I actually am leaning the Eagles plus the points here. I think the Eagles are on a streak right now. I think they're a team that nobody wants to play, and I don't think the Buccaneers are as good as they were last year, and I think they're kind of in a schneid a little bit here. Wow. Wow. I'm, I would ride Bucks, but, you know, I get sus about taking – You get uh, sus taking over three points, and this is over a touchdown, so uh, – Yeah, but I would, I, would lean, I would lean Bucks here. I think the Eagles may be frauds, and they can't, they can't come from behind, so okay. that's my only concern. Uh. The next one is we have 49ers at Cowboys. Cowboys, three-point favorites at home. I'm loving the Niners all the way. Me too. The Niners were my sleeper team at the beginning of the season. I actually have a ticket on them to win the Super Bowl. But uh, I don't think the Cowboys have beaten anyone good of late. They beat the Eagles last week, but the Eagles weren't playing anyone. Um until the Cowboys can prove to me that they can beat a playoff caliber football team, I'm going to take the gritty, tough 49ers in that stellar defense. And, uh, yeah, I'm going 49ers here. This next, Yeah, one, I agree with you. This, this next I'm riding, one, I, so I'm riding Niners all day. I'm yeah. loving the Niners. I may they got so take, much fight in them. They should not have won yesterday, and they found a way. So I may take Underdogs, 49ers money line. I might do it. Um, I may as well. I might take Raiders money line that cash for me yesterday. So there you go. Keep it rolling. This one is the grossest game of the weekend. Uh, Steelers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. 12 and a half. Are you you riding Big Ben's final ride and going Steelers money line plus 520? I'm definitely not doing that. Um, but I think, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with the chiefs and the points. I know it's crazy for me to do. That is very unlike you, but I don't, but I think the Steelers are pretty dog shit. The Steelers kind of lucked their way and limped their way into the playoffs. Um, it'll be hard to convince me otherwise. 
And then the final game of Super Wildcard Weekend is actually on Monday, which is weird. Um, but it is the Cardinals at the Rams. Rams minus four. Tell me, Diz, why I shouldn't take the Cardinals plus the four points. Because... Hmm, hold on. Let me think about this. Let me think about that. I wanted to jump to a quick answer, but I feel like there's a right answer here. I'll tell you why I don't like the Rams minus four. Um, okay, why do you not like the Rams minus four? I guess I can see problems on both sides. The thing I don't like about the Rams minus four is Matthew Stafford. Matty Stafford... Uh, I don't struggle. I don't think he's ever played in a playoff game. He's been in Detroit his whole oh, life. I don't think he's ever a great been in a point. playoff game. They they always say that he struggles in prime time too, so he struggles under the lights, he struggles under the pressure, but he's he's been on the Lions. He hasn't seen this kind of pressure. Um and we both know that of late Matthew Stafford has not had good games. Hundred percent. Well, I, I I've thought that he has always struggled in the first half this season, which was my concern. Um, with that being said, yesterday he really struggled late. The Rams had a lead and he kind of gave it away. Yeah. So I totally agree with you, and I think that's pretty nuts that he hasn't played in a playoff game. That's crazy to think about. We need to fact check that, but I don't see why the Lions would have ever made the playoffs. I was going to say, we do need to fact check this, but I will tell you this, Dave. I have his splits for touchdown versus interceptions for the the months this season, okay? Okay. September, nine touchdowns, one interception. Phenomenal. He was early rumor for MVP, right? Right. October, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. Again, fantastic. November, five touchdowns, five interceptions. December, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Recovered a bit in December, but January, five touchdowns, four interceptions. The first two months of the season, he had four combined interceptions. The last three, he hasn't had a month where he has less than four interceptions. Wow. Oh, and uh, how many games did he play in January, Diz? One. Two. Okay. Two games, four interceptions in January. That is not a quarterback you want to have on your team going into the playoffs. I, I don't even think Carl Wentz had that bad of a January. So that's why I'm leaning Cardinals plus the points. I don't know that Stafford can handle the pressure. I don't know that he's been under the lights enough. I know the Cardinals are inconsistent. I know you're not really sure what you're getting with the Cardinals, but uh, I I still think I take the Cardinals plus the points here. I would agree. I don't. I just this Cardinals team really susses me out. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. So I'm 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 probably gonna stay away, but I do like your takes about Stafford and pretty nuts if he hasn't been in a playoff game to uh, give him a four point favorite, especially. <laughs> after how they blew that 49ers game yesterday. So I think I'm going to ride with you here, Patty. Bet together, win together. Yeah. Um, also, Connor said, Eagles come from behind every single game. So you're saying that they don't, you don't know that they can, 
come from behind. Um, they always come from behind. They struggle early on, then they find a way to come back and usually win those games. So uh, that that's Connor's little tidbit. And uh, so here's here's Matthew Stafford. So he is actually 0 for 3 in playoffs, never winning a playoff game during his 12 season with the Lions. So he has been in the playoffs. He's just never won one. But it's three games in 12 seasons is not necessarily – a lot of experience or uh, prime time action. So, yeah, for sure. All right, so there you go, Diz. Let's uh, let's talk dumbest dummy uh, from Friday. I went five and three, so I had a little bit of a bounce back. I went five and zero, oh, zero and five, and then five and three. So I'm coming back to positive here. Uh, how did you do on Friday? I went one and two. And uh, my only win was the Raiders last night, which I'm glad I wasn't awake for it because I was really worried about uh, the tie there at the end, which was insanely closer than I wanted it to be. But, um, but uh, yeah, one and two. My other two didn't hit, unfortunately, but got the Raiders at plus 138. So decent value there. Could have been zero to zero, Diz. Probably should have been zero to zero. No, it should have been 32 to 32. Right. Did you hear what they said about that? Uh, about what the, about it? If the Chargers weren't going to call timeout, the Raiders were just going to kneel it out and go with the tie? Yes, 100%. I heard that. But because the Chargers called timeout, that allowed them to kind of gather themselves and get everything, and then they were able to get down and get in field goal range and kick the field goal to win? Right. Man. That's... uh. It's tough coaching. Really is. Really is. But in the competition, Diz, I am up 0.87 units, so I am in the positive again. Um, and Diz is up 2.82 units. So there you go. Um, Diz, I will go ahead and give my competition bets, or do you want to give yours? I will go ahead if you're all right with that. Um, go right ahead. We talked about Bama. Cannot believe they're money line underdogs tonight. Uh, we are riding that train. And then I got an overs parlay in the NHL. One hit for me last week, which was huge. I got the Kraken over six and a half. I don't even remember who they're playing. Who are they playing, Patty? The Avalanche. Avalanche, Avalanche, Avalanche. Uh, taking that over six and a half. Decide to take on the Kraken is the over when it comes to totals. Yep. And then I got Bruins Capitals over six. Six. Yep. Uh, both teams can score, keeping it simple. Uh, together, par- parlaying those together, I think the value is like plus 238. Something along those lines. 283, but yeah, keep moving. Uh, dyslexic over here, but yep. yes. Uh, those are my two. Keeping it kind of low, but uh, Bama Moneyline is one of my favorite picks. Love it. Uh, so I got five for you. They're all in the NBA. Patty Player Props is back in full swing. Um, the first one is we're going back to Bojan Bogdanovic, our guy. Uh, over 19.5 points at minus 122 value. Um, he has hit in seven of his last ten, including five straight. Um, and he's averaging 24.4 points over his last five. And he's playing the Detroit Pistons that ranked 22nd in points allowed. So we're going back with Bogdanovich there. Um, Hassan Whiteside under 12 and a half rebounds at minus 120. This there's no reason this line 
should be where it is at. Um, he has actually only hit this once this season. The only thing to worry about, and the reason I think that this is where it is, is because the Pistons rank 25th in rebounds allowed. But even the Pistons ranking 25th in rebounds allowed doesn't mean he should have 12.5 be his line. So uh, I will take my chances here with the under. Uh, my next one, I'm going Jalen Brown over 23.5 points at minus 114. He has hit this in eight of his last 10. He is averaging 28.4 points in his last five games. And he is playing the Pacers, who rank 16th in points allowed. And let's just be frank, Diz, we know the Pacers. We know they can't stop anybody on defense. That is factual. Heavily factual. Speaking of the Pacers, I'm going Miles Turner under 7.5 rebounds. He has hit this line in two of his last 10. He's averaging 6.6 rebounds in his last five, and the Celtics rank 18th in rebounds allowed. And finally, one more under to just make Diz's insides curl. I'm going Kevin Porter Jr. under 13.5 points at minus 110. He has hit this in two of his last 10. He is averaging 8.8 his last five. He's in a big slump, and he's going against Philly, who ranks eighth in points allowed. How many unders are you going to take, Patty? Well, three tonight, to be frank. Jesus. I will, I don't shy away from a good under on a player prop, Diz. I mean, I respect it. Patty player props has to eat, but of course they were overs. That's all I got to say. I know. I know. Uh, all right, Diz, group best bets. Um, as a group, we are up 2.69 units on the month. So we are cruising along. We are cruising, baby. We stay hot. Yes. Um, I think it's safe to say we can go Bama Moneyline for tonight. 100%. That was the only one I really brought to the table. Can we do double units or is that not allowed? No, we don't do that. We're not We're not about that life. I will tell you, Diz, I really like the Cavs minus five versus the Kings tonight. I'll let you ride with it. And then do we want to throw in a player prop, like maybe a Bogdanovich over 19.5 points? Yeah, I'm always going to support my boy Bogdanovich, so let's ride that one together. Perfect. So we got Bama Moneyline, Cavs minus five versus Kings, and Bogdanovich over 19.5 points. Bang, lock it in. All right, Diz. The multi-sport Hail Mary of the day today I have for you. I have 10 legs. I have seven NBA spreads, and then I've got three in the NHL. Do you want to take a gander at the value of this parlay? Sure thing. Let's go $1 to win $2,700. No, way off. It's it's a little less juicy today. This is like going back to the old school days of – the Hail Mary parlay of the day when it was 10 legs every single time and it was minus 150 or worse odds. So this one is only $1 to win $877.70. Buzzer. Okay. Just kidding. Okay, cool. Just kidding. Awesome. <laughs> you, you can see yourself out. Uh, but... Maybe that'll maybe that'll jinx you to a victory. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a jinx. Just give me 50 bucks if that hits, please. Absolutely not. Not after what you just called me. There's no way you get 50 bucks. Bro, if you hit that parlay, it's because I called you a pussy. Okay, if you say so. Uh, so we'll start off in the NBA. I got Jazz minus 11 versus the Pistons. 
Hornets money line versus the Bucks. Spurs plus six and a half versus the Knicks. Celtics minus six and a half versus the Pacers. 76ers minus 10 versus the Rockets. Cavs minus five versus the Kings. And Nets minus nine versus the Trailblazers. And in the NHL, I got Capitals money line versus the Bruins. I got the Avalanche minus two and a half versus the Kraken. Jesus. And the Rangers money line versus the Kings. Minus two and a half. What are we doing? The Avalanche are a really good team. They score a lot of goals, and the Kraken are not playing well. And the Kraken are on the road. It's in Colorado. Uh, so am I taking a chance here by going minus two and a half? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I I got good value on it, too. So uh, we're, we're rolling. You can't, you can't call me a bad word for saying that, right, Diz? For going with that? I would, I would never, Patty. I, I support you. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Diz, anything you need to get off your chest before we call it a Monday? Hey, uh, profit off the pain. That's all I got. I, I, I really like that phrase. It might be the name of the pod tonight. Awesome. Love it. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SportsBetByDumb. You can also find us on YouTube. Do a, you can watch us live. Do a Google or do a YouTube search. Sports betting by dummies. Filter by channel. We are that first one on there. We are the yellow and black logo. You can't miss it. Um, but thank you all for listening. We hope you have a nice, profitable start to your week, and we will see you all on Thursday.